everybody, welcome back to the great and terrible AHS. We are doing episode three of season two, Nor'easter, um, which they just mean a storm, uh, to be clear. It's just a storm. There's no real connection there. But um, yeah, I'm joined once again by uh, Slow Beef and Miss Shadow Lovely. Hey, gang, we're talking about this episode, and I think we should get to it because there's... The frame story at the beginning just turns a corner from sucks ass into <laughs> sucks unbelievable amounts of ass. And mm-hmm. like Liz is already giggling her ass off over there. So how about you just lead us into it, I, gamer? Oh my god, no. I hate I hate this framing story it's so, so yeah. goddamn much. much. It's, it's, it's bad. so fucking bad. Yeah. The fact yeah. that we're on episode three of it and it's not over yet already is pretty bad. That we've we've accomplished essentially nothing. Like in the first episode, we established that they're really horny and they wanted to bang in an asylum. In uh-huh. episode two, she just got menaced a little bit after already being menaced by him getting his arm ripped off. And then now, we, okay, it, when we ended the last episode, the last thing that happened was we, in this specific framing story, mm-hmm. um, was that Leo got stabbed like a bajillion times with an ice pick. Right. Um, which means that hypothetically, if we're going back to this framing story, we should pick up after that point, correct? Yeah. Everyone agrees? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's Liz, fair. the that's only fair. explanation for this retread of the opening is that, like, the person who did and planned and wrote this portion didn't take the, like, seven minutes to watch the other <laughs> parts of the story because it's just all wrong. At one point, I'm pretty sure Leo goes from having an arm to not having an arm out of nowhere like they forget that something <laughs> caused that like he's just running down the hallway with both arms and then he wakes up and he's got one arm it, oh my god yeah yeah um, this is a this is a rough one <laughs> i think that like they just really wanted to have adam levine's name in the credits for like a decent amount of time because they hadn't really like racked up any like big name cameos yet um, in the franchise, and they were like, "Ooh, people are gonna love this. It's such a fun little, it's such a fun little thing for people to enjoy." Um, yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it like it rewinds the story like thirty seconds before it ended in the last episode. So now we're back to Leo has not been stabbed yet. Um, <laughs> Bloody face is just kind of menacing Teresa, who, if you will remember, if everyone will kindly remember, um, started to get menaced by Bloody Face because she had to go to the car to get their phones to call nine one one for help because some something ripped off Leo's yeah. arm. Right, yeah. And yeah. because they decided they were gonna leave their phones in the car because it it, the but, peril didn't work for her unless she left her phone in the car. Yeah, yeah we covered this. Guys, this all checks out. I mean, I don't know what the problem could be. So, you yeah, know. Who could say what uh, what wrenches that throws in the next few minutes of television? Um, so, we're back to Leo not being stabbed yet. He is um, in a bad way. He is still missing an arm and has, like, his tourniquet out of his belt or whatever. Um, still not in great shape. Like, he can't move or anything. He has mm-hmm. been bleeding out on the ground for a while because she's been gone for a while. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then she makes it back to Leo and is like, we got to get the fuck out of here and tries to like help him hobble out of there. And of course, as we saw in the last episode, uh, it doesn't work. And she gets separated behind the arm ripping off door. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Leo is like, help me. And then gets stabbed at least 14 times, like at least minimum. Um, And then the same thing happens where Bloody Face stabs the shit out of Leo and then is like, all right, now I'm going after Teresa. Um, And she he does that. Um, And then as like he gets like the upper hand on her, he's about to turbo murder her. Um, Leo is fine, actually. Uh, He spear tackles (laughs) Bloody Face out of pretty Mm -hmm. much nowhere. Um, He's totally fine, by the way. Um, no yeah. signs of distress how, or anything. How, He's how much blood uh, is really in an arm? You know, once you've lost that blood, you're fine. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, time to time to shake off the lost arm. It's good. You know? Yeah, he just yeah. pulled himself up by his bootstraps and now he's fine. Um Yes. <laughs> and um in a bizarre turn of events, um they do get the upper hand on Bloody Face and uh like, he gets tackled and thrown against a wall, and then um, both of them kind of, like, hold him down, and Teresa stabs the fuck out of him with the ice pick, like, a bunch of times. Like, he's donezo. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, as this is happening, the reason why Teresa gets uh, owned in the first place is because she tries to go back to where Leo is to grab the phone that fell out of his pocket. Um <sighs> The phone that we um, oh yeah what so clear- <laughs> that we so clearly identified in previous episodes, they did not fucking have, which was the whole catalyst for her needing to go back to the car so that she could call for help because they didn't. We spent like five minutes talking about it in the last episode because it. Okay. Um. No, he has his phone. He just has it. It's in his pocket. Um. And remember, he's fine. So he could have just said, "I mm-hmm. have my phone." Um. Why did she leave then? Yeah. Because because they don't check the script <laughs> when they're writing new stuff. Yeah. This is really. Yeah. This is like really sloppy, even by American Horror Story standards. Like and it doesn't work. Even it's a about to get. So much worse in the next 30 seconds. Um, (laughs) I mean, the thing that's so baffling to me is, like, this is even... Like, they had to have filmed all of this stuff in one day, right? Like, they're not paying Adam Levine to show up once a week to, you know, shoot... 30 seconds of footage like they did it all in one so like I feel like somebody at the shoot would be like wait but why is she going back for the phone we just left for the phone that that what you just said right there um does make me wonder if they didn't shoot multiple versions of this story um including the next part that will be revealed and they were trying to decide like what storyline they wanted to go with and they um, they were like a b testing like some like youtube content farm shit all right word I was thinking like they were bringing all the reels back and then there was a comical like whoa 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 where the guy slipped on something and they all got jumbled and then anyway sorry i I, honestly that's just Mm -hmm. as likely as what i said given the competence of this (laughs) crew um but i I do think maybe they recorded like abc takes of different storylines and then when they were putting them together the editing team didn't bother to see if they matched up if they got the right ones um and that's how we ended up with this because this makes no goddamn sense first of all this doesn't make sense that she that he has the phone um because after leo gets up and is fine after getting because it even would make sense with our thing of us picking up 
30 seconds prior to where we last saw the story, that would mm-hmm. even like track there because why else would they rewind the story 30 seconds to show us 30 seconds before what happened last time, a different mm-hmm. version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's not like it's the same footage. It's a different version of the same thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so she- do you think his, do you, do you think his blood pressure would be like totally bottomed out at this point? Like, do you think he's lost enough blood and enough, like, everything that he's in, like... No. The clinical <laughs> definition of shock, you know? Nah, not like he's fine. Not the thing people <laughs> conflate with shock, where they're like, oh, something really bad happened, so you're in shock. Like, no, 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 that term means, like, your your blood pressure's running low. <laughs> like, you're you're starting to you're, fail the pump. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think he just grew more blood. I think Leo's built different. God... He just generated He's more. He's so cool. Adam Levine's so cool. I mean, Leo. <laughs> yeah, I did almost put Adam like six times while writing these uh, these notes. <laughs> How could you not? It's just Adam Levine. <laughs> it is truly just Adam Levine. Um, so things are about to get even worse. Adam Levine getting a blowy at a spooky house. What a <laughs> by, life. <laughs> by some lady who happened to be the backup dance. I don't remember exactly what Amazon said, but Amazon, when it was telling like the pop-up things, like, here's some trivia. It's like, oh, by the way, the lady that plays Teresa was the backup dancer for exhibit or something and it's like ah cool great good for her yeah i don't know what to do with this information thank you (laughs) um all right so they stab the shit out of bloody face and they grab the phone that they have now um and call 911 successfully um and then as they are like hobbling out because she's carrying, she's got like one arm slung over her, the one arm he has left slung over her shoulders, like helping him out of there. They're, they're connected to the police or the ambulance dispatch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh no, another bloody face shows up and he's fine. And they're like, oh no. Uh, and then, oh, another bloody face shows up in another door. And oh no, now there's two extra bloody faces besides the one that they just fucking killed. Um, and then one pulls out a gun and just shoots Leo in the head, snipes him from mm-hmm. like 400 feet away, dead center of his forehead um, mm-hmm. with a handgun. Just eyeballs it like incredible skills on the the this one right here um then yeah. he he shoots teresa i don't even remember how or where he shoots teresa but he, he clips leo like just claps him drops him immediately um and then they take their masks off and it's just two teens um yep. named devin and cooper um mm-hmm. you took it too far bro it's like <laughs> one of the first reactions one of them has to like realizing they just killed two innocent people and like man you want to talk about that ship having sailed (laughs) there's like you gotta i think you gotta think when you find people and one of them has their arm ripped off to be clear this is apparently some teens doing a prank Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, a prank in which they found a man without his arm they, they decided to continue the prank after seeing that this man has no arm and is bleeding out on the ground Oh, by the way, this is Devin and Cooper. Cooper is very what? not into the fact that Devin shot the people. Um, Devin is very into it. Opposite end of the spectrum. Devin thinks it's kick ass. Uh, the third one's name is Joey. The one who fucking died mm-hmm. is Joey. They stabbed a real teenager named Joey. A one cor- of their friends just died, and they killed two people. Worse. So, and one they're, of them is they're like brothers, according to the credits. Oh. They're all brothers for some reason. Right. <laughs> what? So one of them, one of them was like, 
oh no like they don't they don't respond by going oh my god our brother is dead or you just killed two people what are we gonna do or did you hear one of them make a 911 call we're so fucked um or hey why did that guy have his arm missing we're just teens uh none of these things he goes Man, you took it too far this time. This you really time. goofed up. It's like some angry beaver shit. Like, what are you talking about? You took it too far. You just part <laughs> of the You have to have discussed this part in advance. He had a gun. <laughs> yeah, you just executed uh, two people in like cold blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm biding my time for the very next event. Yeah. I'm um, so thrilled so for again, this. They're brothers. That doesn't matter. But according to the credits, they're brothers. Um, they're three <laughs> brothers who are vaguely the same age, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. They do look like just a bunch of teens. None of this matters, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I had no um, idea they were brothers, by the way, until just now. Didn't, yeah, uh, it does not matter. <laughs> they barely even say their names. Um, they they kind of exposition dump them all in one sentence. One says, Cooper, I don't like this. The other one is like, De- or he's like, Devin, I don't like this. And then Devin's like, Cooper, you always puss out on me. And then he goes, they killed Joey. And it's like, oh, thanks for letting us know all three of your names in mm-hmm. one sentence. That way we know. Um, so keep in mind... Um, I don't know what the prank was, uh, because he definitely stabbed the there, fuck out of Leo. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think this is supposed to be like a bloody face loving gang, right? Like this is yeah. like copycat, copycat killer stuff, right? Yeah, and then like, and then of course they realize, wait a second, we didn't rip off this guy's arm. That means, <gasps> who? Oh no! The real bloody face is here now. Can I? Can I just play a quick game with all of you because? Just very quickly, we're not in 1964. This is the frame story, right? So let's uh-huh. let's just, let's just yeah. count for a sec. So we have three teenagers pretending to be bloody face, along with the yeah. real bloody face, who's number four. But back in 1964, we have a killer named Bloody Face, who's five, and Kit Walker, who I'm going to count is arrested for the crimes of Bloody Face, and we'll count him even though it's not really Bloody Face, whatever. So we're up to six Bloody Faces. I'm sure that number can't go any higher. Anyway, I'm just going to oh, stop yeah. there. Oh yeah, yeah. Who could say? Also, the current problem is the the current core of bloody face is um not real right like as far as we the audience currently know at this point in the series we there is no bloody no, face we right. watched one it was murder. aliens who took kit and there was one oh, murder so yeah, yeah. We, there is a we serial did, killer yeah yeah we did watch right. um wendy get murdered by bloody face in because she was like no i'm a teacher and- and, the, oh, and there right. were they yeah. did make a real bloody face, but he's a separate bl- bloody face. Mm-hmm. So they're fans of that bloody face, but not Kit, who's a different bloody face. Exactly. That's not. Yes, you're getting the hang of this. Also, um, you're getting the hang of this. Hey, you're not done. Though. So the <laughs> the implication of this mm-hmm. is that in the current frame story, the ghost of bloody face or whatever real existence of bloody face there is is um. A monster that can rip off arms? Because I don't think that you, was ever. Yes, yes. You, you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like watching you on the path to bloody face enlightenment and being very happy with it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just being sure. Yeah. yeah so just table table who this real bloody face is for now. We'll just say well, bloody face parentheses real oh, oh, is here. Oh, 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 we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll circle back to this eventually. But right now, all we yeah. need to know is that quote unquote bloody face parentheses real is here, as well as two fake bloody faces and one that is dead um so what this means is um 
Oh, and uh-huh. it's to be assumed that they get um, fucking destroyed. We don't. I don't think actually see what happens to them, and I'm sure we'll come back to it. I'm sure, but yeah, for right now, yeah. I don't think we see what happens. We just see the real bloody face show up, and they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So, yeah. remember how like three episodes ago I said, you know. It's weird that these two, the newlyweds, um, are acting this way and giving all this exposition. It's almost like they were meant to be like podcasters or Uh something because of the way that they're dumping exposition at each other. Um, Uh That's really the only way that um, these teens would know to show up to like menace these two people who are at this abandoned asylum because they can't possibly just like hang out at the asylum dressed as bloody face every day. They have to like know well, that there's yeah, people there but why would you ever want to like kill somebody or whatever if and bring a because you're bringing a gun right like so yeah. but like why would you do that on like a scheduled event when people are like supposed to be somewhere you know what i mean like doesn't it it, it would it, not that any of this makes sense but doesn't it make more sense in a way that it is like they they are menacing these two people who are in the asylum and stuff, even though they couldn't have. No, I don't know. Actually, I'm. I'm it, none of it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, why are they there? Like, is it just like, like they don't imply that these teens are just here every day, right? And like, this is too they, like they orchestrated. Act like they planned it. Yeah, it has also, to be a planned thing. Yeah, if they were here every day, they would have run into. Oh, I don't know. The beast that ripped a fucking guy's arm off, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. That's Just what I'm you know, saying. the thing that everyone runs into immediately. There's yeah. there's only two options. Option one is that they are the like the most lucky boys in the world slash unlucky boys in the world who just happen to show up to this asylum on a day that two people who made no public announcement that they were going to be at this asylum to bang happened to be there and they all came fully kitted out in their bloody face gear and they're also, like hell yeah super isolated in the woods to be clear like yeah. that's like a key component of mm-hmm. the architecture and like gated off it's like it's you have to break in there you have to literally break in it's not like people are just meandering in there all the time um, that's why it's kind of a big deal when they're in there and like fucking and whatever. Um, and then, or the other conceit is like what Ty said, either they hang out in there every day dressed as bloody face, hoping someone comes in so they can menace them and maybe kill them. Um, and they have not somehow been turbo destroyed by the real bloody face slash monster man who has ripped off Leo's arm, who found those two immediately, like without fail, immediately clocked those two. So who can say? Like I said, it would make more sense if the newlyweds were like podcasters or something who had like maybe said, oh, we're going to this asylum on one of our many locations. Look, our honeymoon. Adam Levine would only guest on the show if his character was going to fuck a hot lady. That is the, that was his whole condition is he's like that I need to be banging a lady or else I'm not on the show. You know, like, well, we were going to have you be a podcaster who was talking about it. you're like, well, I couldn't a podcaster couldn't announce he was going to a place to bang. That's ridiculous. And he's like, fine, you're just a guy who's banging, I guess. And he's like, nice. And then he signed the paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that almost makes me wonder if like we aren't like 100% dead on with the ABC storyline thing because maybe there was a version of this where they were um like some kind of true crime content creators and that's why they have the phone on them and that's why they have the camera because we it never explains why he has the camera he has a camera like a fancy camera that he's taking photos with like 
from scene one, episode one, um, they very clearly, like, these are not just, like, average people who are there to, like, just fuck. It's... Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, that was 30 seconds. We're 20 minutes into this episode, and we've covered 30 seconds of the television show. Um, yeah, <laughs> Then the opening sequence plays. Um, did we accomplish anything? No. Did we open up 17 new plot threads? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and holes. And, and holes. don't oh, forget yeah. to mention the holes. The holes are so important. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but now we get to go back to 1964 or whatever. Um, and uh, Mary Eunice is in her, I'm sorry, Jude is in her office. And Mary Eunice comes in um, to bring her the mail. And Mary Eunice um kind of basically just says honey you've got a big storm coming just like the meme um <laughs> she says a big fat storm and i'm like oh hell yeah mary eunice mary it eunice up. is nasty now it's, <laughs> yes. it's so good it get is. ready for new breakout character uh to to really go in the annals of history up there with lady gaga as a bog witch just having a cool ass a, time yeah like, <laughs> Mary Eunice is killer here. Like, they got all the boring exorcist shit out of the way in the last episode, and they're like, okay, there's all the gross stuff. Now we're just going to have a really sassy Satan. This is fun. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm legitimately, like, a fan of Possessed Mary Eunice. Cool. Oh, same. I'm down. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I unironically yeah, I mean, love her. doing a bit. Like, it's oh, super yeah, no. fun. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm just letting folks know I, too, am unironically a giant fan. Yes. She, In the yes. same way that, like, Winter and Colt was very funny to watch do terrible little things. Um, right. Little child, come look at the dark web. I got <laughs> well, a snuff side up. Look at this. But here's, yeah. And here's the really cool part. Since Mary Eunice is possessed by a demon, like, this stuff kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just <laughs> yeah, like, wait. Like, Winter's per- just a freak. Yeah, like, Winter's a person a wouldn't do this. It's like, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, wow, yeah, okay, go for it, American Horror Story. Your first character that kind of works. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Nasty Mary Eunice, everybody's favorite lady, um, is like, here's your mail. Um, and she just tosses it at Jude. And Jude's like, hey, what the fuck is this? Because there's a... Uh, a newspaper in the mail amongst the mail um, from like 1940 something, whatever year it was when she hit that kid with a car. Um, and it's got an article about the kid that she hit with a car. And she's like, what the fuck? Who, wh- where did you get this? And she's the, like, the yeah. mailbox. Yeah. She, no, she says like, she's like, who delivered this? And she's like, the mailman. And she's like, no, you little dipshit. Not who. She's like, the mailman. Bye. Oh, she's so good in this fucking scene. Cause Jude's like, where did you get this? And she's like, the mailbox. And she's like, no, who delivered this? And she's like, the mailman. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, And then Mary Eunice is like, damn, that's crazy. You seem upset about something. Bye. (laughs) Um, I love her. I I would probably (laughs) know what it is, but I can't read. So I don't know what that newspaper (laughs) said. Well, see ya. Yeah, bye. Um, And then we cut to Dr. Arden in his office um, soldering something. Um, I think it's the microchip that grew legs and ran away. Don't know how he caught it because that little bitch is tiny and it fucking skedaddled when it came out of Kit's (laughs) neck. Um, But he's nailed it down, evidently. He's got it and he's like broken it into pieces, which is I don't think that's what soldering does. Um, And then it just reforms itself. Um, (laughs) Cool, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's listening to the radio and it's, the radio's talking about the big storm. Hey, mm-hmm. I just want everyone to really internalize that the thing Dr. Arden is looking at 
from the perspective of even a cutting edge technologist in the mid 60s would be tantamount to magic like yeah. this is absolutely alien technology there yeah. is no way to dispute this um this is not simply like something people haven't heard about this is magic yeah uh, also just in, um, ca- just in case later on he perhaps says who did this the jews <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah know? just yeah. Per- in, in case he says that who can say <laughs> um, also it came out of a man who has um straight up said he is seen and was taken by aliens right? like it's not a mystery he's, uh-huh. he's right straight up and said it. yeah There's- it's not like kids being like weird and cagey about it like he's like no i was taken by goddamn aliens why do none of you believe me this dude literally ripped a microchip out of my i don't know what a microchip is but he literally ripped it out of my neck yeah, that's um, the, that's exactly it, right? Because this is like, even if Arden's a dick and like wants to keep him, whatever, like you you should know this is all the pieces fit and literally. But anyway, yeah, could also be the Jews. No, we'll see. No, um, I uh, he knows who it is. Arden has a lot of enemies, and they're not who you would expect. <laughs> what um, is this a dreidel? Some of his some of his, uh, some of his enemies might be diametrically opposed. <laughs> Who could say? Yeah. Who could say? Or how he made Jesus. these enemies? Who could say? Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the big he, they're talking about the big storm, the nor'easter on the the uh the radio. Which to to their credit, this is literally the bar is in hell. But like to their credit, um, at least the title of this episode um is kind of a core element. The the big storm is like a huge plot point in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, the bar is in hell. The title matching the plot of the episode is a yeah. very low bar um, also, to me. Also, for what it's worth, the storm is really mostly there as like a point in time. Like it could also be a big clock donging and it would <laughs> still functionally be identical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the end of that. He the, the, the microchip reforms itself and gets away again. Don't worry. He'll have it again in a bit. He just keeps losing it and getting it back. Um, <laughs> that little that little guy loves to run away. Arden loves to catch it. Um, now it's in the kitchen. Uh, and Jude is very aggressively baking some bread to remind us about the bakery, since that was the catalyst of the first episode. Um, she is forming the hell out of that gluten. <laughs> yeah, she's being developed. One left and one right at a time, baby. That right hook. Give me that gluten. She's No, she's beating the shit out of it. This is character growth, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she is very aggressively kneading the bread, and she's having flashbacks of the kid she killed by hitting, uh, by drunk driving. And in case you guys forgot, um, she'll remind you about a hundred times this episode. But uh, in case you guys forgot, she drunk drove because right. a, a sailor wouldn't fuck her? Question mark. Um, and she got sad about it. Anyway, Doctor Threadson Oliver um, comes in and is like, "Hey, you have got to stop spanking people. Um, it's <laughs> fucked up, and it doesn't work. You've." They're adults, and also spanking doesn't work. So uh, please stop spanking people. Uh, Maybe do other (laughs) things that aren't that, that actually help people with mental health issues. Good Um, talk. And she's like, yeah, good talk. (laughs) And she's like, no. Um, Also, you have two weeks to get the fuck out of my asylum. Um, This is one of many times that this episode that Sister Jude will accuse someone of being the person who put the newspaper in the mail. Um and he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, uh, and then Jude's like, she I'm- does not learn from this. No. She does not learn like, oh, if I accuse someone of the newspaper and I'm wrong, it makes me look 
extremely crazy. Like, he just yeah. doesn't learn. She's like, you know what? I'm going to keep accusing people of this. It'll shake but out like, eventually. And I'm also going to be very vague about it, so no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about ever anytime I do you it. You did the newspaper. What What newspaper? Don't worry about it. No, I'm worried about it. No, I do need to know now. Like, I'm a government official investigating this place for abuse. In case anyone forgot what Oliver's doing. <laughs> but, like, you know, the, the, the most annoying thing, too, is, like, in most, like, kind of stories like this where they're gaslighting someone or making them doubt their own sanity, there's usually, like, people lying involved or, like, other things going on here though it's like jude is kind of screwing this up for herself it's like did you play the newspaper like no like we'll stop accusing people because then you're just making yourself weird like you know <laughs> it's like you're doing it the call is coming from within the house like this this is one of the many things and this is common to, not to american horror stories credit but like this is common in a lot of horror media a lot of media in general but a lot of horror media specifically because yeah. they want to build up stakes is so many things could be avoided if people just communicated better mm -hmm. um and this specifically her like self gaslighting um could easily be avoided if she just uh like committed to the accusation because if you actually thought that the person you were talking to did the thing you're accusing them of you would just straight up say the thing yeah you wouldn't be like oh i know what you did because that's gonna happen with another character later where they're where she's like i know what you did and that person thinks they're talking about something totally different that's, and they end yeah. up arguing about two totally different things for like five minutes and that's like um, the stuff of sitcoms you know what i mean that's not yes. like clever horror writing that's just like uh you know <laughs> you think we're talking about sex but we're talking about dinner or some shit you know what i mean like that's not what and then this is yeah anyway. and it's not played for comedy no, I mean, they do no. play some things for comedy here they're not playing this for comedy it's just really lazy like writing <laughs> Yeah. Um. To like force even more conflict into the fifty plot lines we current, the fifty plates we have spinning currently. Um. But yeah, Ju he Oliver Threadson. I guess it's easier just to call him Doctor Threadson. Um. Is like you're being very mean to the patients, which is not helping. Um. Be nicer to the patients, and she's like, I am nice to the patients. I borrowed a projector so that when the storm is at its worst on Friday night, um, we can watch a movie and have a movie night. Um. And he's like, cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> and cool. then he's Just like, stop I'm physically abusing them and we're on yeah. our way. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like, <laughs> you do have to stop hitting them, though. And she's yeah. like, I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. Um, and then he's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to need the uh, the autopsy of that kid who died during the exorcism. Um, and she's super weird about it. She's like, uh, well, I'm busy. <laughs> And he's like, I this part I don't get. He's like, I bet it's gonna say that he died of a heart attack. I think, and she's like, maybe he did. I think. Well, she's like, yeah. Do you think it really makes sense for a teenager to die of a heart attack? Like, she's kind of trying to like. It, it's weird because it's like she's trying to imply that Doctor Arden killed the kid, but that doesn't work because like I Doctor Arden wasn't yeah. there. It was it was Doctor Arden wasn't there, was, and Oliver was there, and it was a demonic possession. So I, like that wouldn't make sense either. Yeah, also, I was taking it. Oh god, I was gonna say if it was like marked as like oh someone caused this, it would be Oliver who admitted the shitload of sedative right before he had a heart attack. 
Like, yeah. this ultimately is, yeah. it would come down to him, right? This is, I think, my 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 take on it was this is like Threadson trying to play the skeptic thing, and it's not working because he w- witnessed a fucking possession where he's like, it's like, look, he died of natural causes, and, and she's kind of like, you think like a 17-year-old died of natural causes, but like, what's he going to say? He's not, you know what I mean? He's not going to sign off on this kid died from being possessed by a demon. So this is their yeah. awkward version of... That's how I took it. I don't know if that's actually I correct or not. The, the thing that's very, like, confusing about it is yeah. that they don't make it super clear, like, what each person is arguing for. They're just arguing, and you're not really sure, like, what yeah. hill each person is trying to die on. They're both just adamantly trying to die on a hill. Yeah. And it's not clear what the hill either person is dying on is. Um, they're kind of just arguing for the sake of arguing. Because um, it, it, Oliver comes at it like he thinks that, I, I don't know, like, like again, the skeptic thing. But, like, that's we're past that. Because, again, if anything, he should be worried that it's going to say on there that he administered the sedative right before the kid went into, like, heart attack or whatever. Um, but then, like, she's, like, trying to argue that, like, oh, do you really think a kid had a heart attack? Like, it's... I think it's very odd. I think they kind of wrote themselves in the corner because they need um, Threadson to be kind of like a doctor, like kind of person. They need a skeptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're trying to do the science versus religion thing again, except like that's what Arden's here for. But then they just decided they want Arden to just be the nasty man who's very (laughs) evil in every way, shape, and form to like an almost unintentionally comedic extent. Um, yeah, it doesn't work because yeah. he saw the kid get possessed. Like, he's he seen it. This he is, seen it. It doesn't work anymore. He's seen it. This is this is a needle like X Files had trouble threading, and American Horror Story is totally just dropping the needle altogether and just leaving it on the ground, and you're not sewing anymore. You know, like nothing works. <laughs> They're just using tape now. They're yeah, not bothering exactly. the needle thread. They're just, They're just like, using duct tape at just, this point. Just um, hold the things together for a while, and let's just hope they it sticks. Yeah. Yeah, who even needs them to be together, actually? If we just have a bunch of people yelling at each other at all times, people will be so confused watching it, they won't bother trying to follow what the, what's that's, going on. That's horror. Screaming and firearms, you know? That's yeah. all you need. We just we just hope they find a stick that they really enjoy watching, and they just keep watching, hoping that the stick who's nasty now is on screen more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of the stick who's nasty now that we all love, um, we haven't seen her in a while. So Mary Eunice is, um, in the common room. She turns the French song off and they like make a point to like show her doing that as if it's like some big deal. Um, even though the last like two announcements had the music playing, um, but she announces that the movie night is going to be on Friday. Um, and then a character we've never met before who only speaks Spanish um, starts freaking the fuck out when she sees Mary Eunice um, and immediately clocks her as Satan, like starts calling her Satan in Spanish. Um, Mary Eunice's eyes glow a little bit uh, and she's doing the whole like, uh, I know that you're Satan bit, um, but she doesn't speak English. So nobody Kay knows what Demonios. she's saying. <laughs> yeah. What what the fuck could K Demonios mean? Oh well. <laughs> or Satana. We'll she keeps saying Satana. What, what you know, Diablo. What, what the why does, what but, the fuck? Yeah. But like why does she even need to speak Spanish? Like you're in an asylum. No one would yeah, believe I, you. 
Like, 100%. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, she's in an <laughs> asylum. Like, Mary Eunice could just be like, yeah, that lady's crazy as hell. That's that's because wild. Because <laughs> they love the they love the Mexican who's an incredibly powerful Catholic and can detect demons trope. I know, in this, like, which and, is weirdly specific, but it has appeared multiple times in like, American horror stories, so- including Ball, where she was <laughs> wrong, for the record. But you know what's, what's wild is like they went out of their way for it they had like other so many yeah. other things it's, this character straight no up reason. didn't need to exist like she doesn't like further the plot in any meaningful way and like she doesn't like add anything either she's a character we just met they call her the mexican for the rest <laughs> of the episode <laughs> she showed up and went k demonios and then got killed <laughs> santa yeah. maria like yeah yeah um and i have i guess they had to nerf this woman because being able to discern Satan on site is a very powerful trait to have in this scenario where one of the main antagonists is Satan. Um, So they wrote a character that was way too strong in their universe and then immediately have to kill her off um, because she's too strong. I I know Arden doesn't buy aliens when he has their literal technology. Like, you're not going to sell a demon here. It's not going to happen. God damn (laughs) A demon specifically from someone who, A, does not speak English, and B, is in a mental institution for something. We don't even know what. Um, But yeah. um, Being Mexican, I guess? I don't know. know. It's like, it's not clear. They don't really ever. Again, this isn't being, like, ridiculous or exaggerating. The character is just the mexican and that's what not just like in the credits it's not like they don't talk no 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 they reference other characters reference this character many of them as the mexican (laughs) and no one uses her name not a single person in the show which is unprecedented and unhinged it does make her seem like she is like a superhero like she's a a superhero that like hides at the asylum and her ability is like sensing demons which is very convenient and also um doesn't need to be in the story no (laughs) um no but she is and she uh clocks mary eunice and mary eunice does not like that very much um, but don't worry, that scene's over. And now, <laughs> well, it's not over. It it kind of transitions over to a different set of characters in the same room. Um, and Kit is talking to Grace. Kit is talking to Grace about their escape plans in the common room very loudly again. Remember how Lana just overheard them loudly talking um about their escape plans last time and how badly that went? Um, well, they're doing it again, and later another character will approach them, like, hey, I heard you talking in the common room, and Grace will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, no, why are we pretending that that they didn't hear you? You guys are making no effort to, like, make this. There are guards everywhere. Like, why are you doing this? This is twice now that you've had this discussion oh, in the middle of um, the room. <laughs> is this the first time, by the way, that um, when Mary Eunice is talking about the movie... She mentions it a few times uh, as part of the Mary Eunice is nasty now arc. And I think this is the first time she does it. Um, When talking about the movie, she's like, it's a great one. There's a bunch of Christians getting eaten by lions. You're going to love it. It goes crazy. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, And she references this many times where she's just like, 
I love it. There's a part where Christ gets crucified again. It's badass. I love watching my main rival get fucking owned. I keep, I'm glad they keep making movies about She's it. She's really talking about like that, too. It's great. It is really funny. You know? Yeah, Mary Eunice but nasty is she's just literally living her best life. She's having a great time. Like what her goals are, extremely unclear. Is she having a great time doing it? Yes. She is on top of the world, having a no pun intended, <laughs> hell of a time mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck it is that she's trying to do. I can't wait to watch the Christians die again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so Kit and Grace are talking about um, their new escape plan. And Kit's like, hey, the big storm is perfect when it's movie night. We'll just like sneak out or whatever. Um, my thing is this very quote unquote not prison um has like a bajillion guards um later it'll just be one guy watching the movie room um to that i say do you not just have people like watching the doors at all times in this not prison where you have like cells that close and open automatically with a touch of a button and you have like armed guards at all times with like batons that are constantly patrolling the halls you don't have like people at the doors <laughs> to make sure also with would, multiple of the people who are in there are there specifically because they committed murder yeah no um if if movie nights um happening um the guards evaporate except for one specific guy i guess oh yeah that women guy always pissing am i right <laughs> <laughs> that guard is so funny <laughs> Uh, I know one thing about women, and it's that they're always pissing. Oh, always be. What's wrong with you people? I say to a woman asking to go to the bathroom. So goddamn true. It is, um, though, yeah. And basically, um, as they're having this conversation, Lana walks in the room, and they both like confront her because this is like I guess the first time they've talked since um, Lana snitched on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kit's like, "Hey." fucked up of you to do that that was fucked up but i understand that you think um that i did the murders and since you believe that uh, you were justified in what you did and i'm like um <laughs> no no that's not how that works um by the <laughs> just way someone really believes something doesn't make them justified in what they did also like he really took a fucking literal beating for that too you know what i mean like this yeah. isn't just like a quick old like ah well i spent a day in solitary this- like that no. Love what American Horror Story accidentally defends Pizzagate by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, like 100%. And also, like, the, out of all of the characters who should not have that, like, mindset, Kit is, like, number one. Because the first yeah. thing we know about Kit is that he has to be surrounded by fucking racists all the time. And he's married to a black woman. So he faces a lot of, like, people who are being just the fucking worst unabashedly in front of him and yet he's still willing to be like i'm willing to see what the other side sees like i'm but, willing to play devil's advocate and, and but see it, it from their perspective even if you were that person kid presumably has a wife who's missing that no one's looking for might be taken by aliens wants to get out so this is not just like i felt like getting out and you blocked that it's like hey person i loved is in some kind of unknown peril or fate and now i am farther from getting to her because of you being a jerk and snitching on me. I understand that. It's cool. You know, it's just like, yeah. get the f- get out of here. 
He's like, no, Grace, stop being mean to Lana. She be- she believes this, and it's fine. And I'm like, it's not like you got accused of like stealing someone's pudding in the cafeteria. Like she re- she's a reporter, and she reinforced the idea that you're a serial killer, which is allegedly not true. Um. I feel like this is not the appropriate reaction or response to have, but whatever. I guess it's he, so we taking, think it's good. He's taking it really well. Yeah. Like if someone accused me of being a serial killer and like it wasn't as a joke, like I did something really wacky in a video game and they were like, you little freak or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, yeah, I think I'd be like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about evidence. Especially if I was already in, like, an institution because of it. Like, especially if I was being charged for the murders already. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're past, like, oh, let's not say anything we can't take back. Like, no, you're already, like, about to go to prison and maybe die because of this. Yeah. Like, we're past that. We're past being okay with people still thinking that you let's did. let bygones be bygone bygones p.s <laughs> i'm about to be executed for bygones also <laughs> yeah. remember when grace first like is like talking to kit and like sneaking him bread or whatever and cigarettes um she's like oh yeah i'm in here because they think i chopped up my family i'm like why is so is she getting like evaluated or what's up like how many people are in here because they did like hella murders like because it's weird that one serial killers in there being held pre-trial because as we have discussed (laughs) being held for pre-trial is usually what happens in jail um it's weird that two people are here for the same thing Wait, hold on hold on hold on hold on so lana winters is explicitly there to report like the in- initial drive for her being there yeah. was to interview a serial killer who had been brought to the asylum both to get information about the serial killer and information about the asylum which was clearly weird mm-hmm. yeah and she didn't know who grace was no, she didn't bother asking. Nope. She didn't bother ask what, asking no. what Grace did. I mean, this seems like if you did even the slightest bit of journalistic research before going into this, you'd be like, oh, weird. There's like multiple serial killers that have been here and some of them have gone missing. That's so bizarre. And then like, yeah, you'd know who these people, you'd be like, ah, you're Grace. You were here because of X and Y because I'm a reporter and that's my job (laughs) and i claim i'm good at it and want to get awards and shit like the whole deal with her snitching on them is because she's so adamant she doesn't want kit to be free because she's afraid he's gonna do her murders or whatever um yeah maybe also don't she was totally cool with grace getting out she was totally cool with her and grace going together because grace hot i guess um and she's a lesbian and everyone knows that if girl hot there's nothing you can do your hands are literally tied which i get it but like at the same time um grace is awful is what i'm saying and also it makes no sense that um no one gives a shit that grace allegedly killed people um that doesn't get uh really investigated at least maybe not till later she's uh, nice I don't even remember she only it brings does. it up when she's naked it's yeah. a real power play. she's nice it's working out for you her know, she didn't, yeah. that's the thing is she didn't bring it up when she was naked lana didn't <sighs> even ask like she brought it up to kit when she <laughs> snuck him some bread and then nobody else um she's like yeah i guess we both did murders we didn't do teehee um also not to like 
give Kit super credit because I understand why some people would be like, oh, this dude says aliens possessed him and that's what made him kill his family or whatever. Um, like, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, I can understand why people would be skeptical, except for maybe Dr. Arden, who has literally seen the right. microchip that came out of his neck. Um, Grace doesn't have that excuse. It's just, yeah, people think I chopped up my family and I didn't do it. Um, she doesn't even have like, oh <laughs> yeah, aliens made me do up it. My family, did you do it? Uh, you know, it's uh, the jury's out still, but um, I there's a lot of people saying I, I was did. found guilty <laughs> of it. You you know, like we'll say you that know, a bunch of people spent a couple months looking over evidence. There was a long protracted discovery <laughs> where they uh, looked through all of my phone records and saw who I was talking to at what times and what gun stores I went to. But um. You know, they were just a bunch of uh, jabronis. You know, they didn't know shit. They just were feeling it out. They made it up. Uh, no, I didn't do it. No, no, no. So aliens for you, huh? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Kit's like, by the way, Lana, I didn't, I didn't kill my wife. And Lana's like, okay, I believe you now. Um. <laughs> I don't know why. What's changed? But yeah, I believe you. And then Kit gets dragged away to see Arden. Um, we'll get back to that later. Um, in Jude's office, Jude has asked one of her definitely not police officer guards named Frank um, to go spy on Threadson um, like a private investigator. Uh, he does, and he just sees Threadson like eating a tuna sandwich or whatever and is like, no, he didn't do anything weird. So he's probably not the guy who did whatever you're worried that he did. Um, but the thing is, like, if he was the guy who left the newspaper, um, he wouldn't do like more of that <laughs> in his office. Also, how is Frank spying on him in his office? Anyway, um, it just seems like trailing him now after he's done the thing seems a bit like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't right, establish yeah. anything. Um, but Mary Eunice, our favorite little lady, busts in the room like, Jude, you have got to check this shit out right away. And Jude's like, I'm fucking busy. And then she's like, what? What do you want? Um, and Mary Eunice is like, someone's drinking the shit out of the communion wine. It is so watered down here. Taste it. And then she's like, I don't drink, I don't drink liquor or I don't drink alcohol. Remember? And she's like, okay, I'll taste it. And then she goes to take a little sippy of the wine. Mary Eunice does. Um, and Jude notices that she's wearing red lipstick now, which as we all know, means that she's nasty. Mm -hmm. Um, nasty TM. Um, and Jude's like, get that shit off your face. Uh, and then she's like, oh, well, actually, the lipstick is for you here. And she gives her the lipstick. And she's like, this is from Dr. Arden for you. He says it's your favorite color. Um, ravish me red or something. Um, which doesn't make any sense um, for many. I, at this point, it just seems like Mary Eunice is just sowing chaos because this doesn't yeah. accomplish anything. Oh, no. It's just very funny. Yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't make sense other than she's just like. Okay, now you think Dr. Arden did it. Okay, now my clothes are blue. Now you think a dog did it. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's like, no, and you know... I'm just running in and saying names now. Like, oh, maybe Pepper did it. Who could say? I, like, I mean, and I'd be cool with that. I think the only weird thing is that, like, she's sort of buying it. Because, like, I feel like if I'm Sister Jude, I'm like, I don't think Arden would have gotten me. Lipstick, he doesn't like me. You know what I mean? Unless there's, like, some kind of weird joke here or something. Which is, like... A thing you would say a little more clearly later on. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, I also oh, no, like, no, no, the newspaper the... makes sense as a threat, right? Yeah. Like that's a clearly veiled threat of like I fucking know what you did. Mm -hmm. Um, 
How does the lipstick add up to well, that? Well, that's what I was like, going to say. That, is, yeah. The writers want you to make the huge leap in conclusion that red lipstick would equate to the red dress she was wearing when she got turned down by the sailor and then drunk drove and hit that kid as if Dr. Arden would have any idea that that's the color of the dress that she was wearing when she hit the kid in her car. Because, like, red is a common theme with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we and also Jude are supposed to make the enormous leap in logic to say, oh, Dr. Arden's sending me lipstick? That must be a nod to the fact that I was a slut and <laughs> yeah. uh, got rejected <laughs> and then hit a kid with my car drunk driving. Like- <laughs> All the pieces come together, finally. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine if that's how Jigsaw worked in the Saw franchise. <laughs> like well, his like specific traps have like th- just nothing, nothing to do with the person that's in the trap. It's just like, yeah, I put you in a trap that sets you on fire if you don't cut your legs off. Because one time when you tripped and uh, sprained your ankle, you said fuck in front of a bunch of kids, and that's inappropriate. <laughs> Um, like I feel like that's a good line of uh, a good line of thought when you're making up an antagonist of a series. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so now that's where we're at is that now Jude thinks that the lipstick came from Arden. Um, speaking of Arden, um, he's in his office doing air quotes science on Kit, um, who is on the table thing, uh, and he. <laughs> <laughs> and he says some really stupid shit. Yeah, here's here's where we. <sighs> yeah, it's like. Here's how we we already didn't have like a great characterization for Doctor Arden. Like, what is this dude's like end game? Is he a serial killer? He likes to murder prostitutes, evidently. Like, what's the deal? Um, what's go? He's got like a weird thing for Mary Eunice, where he's like doing a weird Snow White thing with her in the woods. He's got weird things in the woods that he feeds. What's his deal? Right. And then he like has the spider microchip thing in a jar and is like, Kit, what is this? Um, and Kit's like, I don't know. And he's like, who are you working for? And Kit's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, the aliens maybe. And he's like, no, no. Who are you talking? Who, who sent you to spy on me? And then he goes down a list of people that it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guarantee uh-huh. none of them are who any of you are expecting. Um, Ty, yeah. would you like to explain? Um, I mean, the two that he says that are particularly um, stand out is, is it the Stasi? As in, you know, like the German secret police, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, comma, or maybe the Jews, which... Um, <laughs> That's just like they're. We agree; those are diametrically opposed. Yeah. Or the KGB. Mm-hmm. Or the KGB is the third one that or he throws Romani, down. Which or the Americans? He just has a whole list of people it could be. Can't believe he says Romani too. Weirdly respectful. Yeah. <laughs> the, from the worst man. The yeah. In Sloby from the future would say too. This is almost like an okay like sort of hint, but like. He just names so many groups that you're like, wait, like, what do you, are you just like throwing shit at the wall? Just like anybody, you know, but, and I guess he is, except again, this technology is so advanced. Like it doesn't make any sense that it would be yeah. any of these. It, it also doesn't work as foreshadowing if you just say a hundred options yeah. and then it's one of those. Exactly. Like that's, 
Yeah, that, that it's like intentional obfuscation at that point. Like you're you're not giving me information intentionally by giving me too much information. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like not a red, it's not a red herring. They just kind of dump a bucket of fish on you, and they're like, "Is this anything?" <laughs> yeah. Um, because they want you to know, like, oh, Arden's the kind of guy who maybe the government would be interested in. Like, maybe he's doing stuff that various government entities would want yeah. something to do with. Uh, yeah. Uh, which again would make you think, hey, this dude found something that might have to do with aliens. Um, a guy like that would probably be like hyped as hell to find that kind of shit. Um, but no, that's uh, that's where that ends for now. He starts digging back yeah, into his, his neck. reaction. His reaction to the microchip doesn't line up with what he's trying to imply about himself when he's speaking here. Like, if he was something something or someone that the government's wanted so much, yeah, he, he would love that information. He'd be like, oh, shit, I can sell this to the American government as a, you know, like, that's a huge, pe- like, hey, I found a little microchip that fucking runs. <laughs> like, <look. laughs> yeah, this shit, this shit kicks ass. Um, I'm going to dig around in this guy's neck to see if there's more stuff. Uh, and then that's the end of that scene for now. Um, and then we go back to um, the Mexican who's just minding her business in her cell slash room. Um, and Mary Eunice comes in and is like, hey, what's go- what's up? And she's obviously quite distressed because that's Satan. Um, and she knows this without question. Right, yeah. Um, and Mary Eunice is like, we should pray about it. Uh, and then she's like, I don't want to. And she does anyway. Um and Mary Eunice slash Satan can speak Spanish, so she gets her to start praying, and then she just stabs the shit out of her with some scissors. Uh, um, just turbo she stabs pops, her. She pops like a fucking balloon. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> like She stabs her with scissors and pulls it out, and it's not like there's like a little spray of the amount a heart <laughs> would pump out through an artery. No, 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 no. It is like a super soaker goes off across the <laughs> yeah. entire room. Like it's like a gallon of blood outside of her in like a tenth of a second. It's unbelievable throughput. It's awesome. <laughs> Which is wild. Because again, wild that they included this character just for Mary Eunice to just eliminate her immediately before yeah, right? her plot goes anywhere. <laughs> Or there um, any fan just makes so much evidence, so much evidence. Do you think there was like some kind of test audience? Is like, so why is the nun talking like this? And they're like, oh my god, we're gonna have to make sure they know she's bad now, or so, you know what I mean? Like, what was this for? Like, we know she's a demon. I don't need like, oh yeah, wait, she got identified, but what could K Demanos mean? Like, you know, like we you. <laughs> You had her eyes turn like yellow and right? red, like goat eyes or some <laughs> shit. Like we got it, man. <laughs> yeah. She literally turns to the camera and goes, "Oh, I love the part where the Christians die." <laughs> like, being a demon, <laughs> she says, "You know, being a demon and all." You know, like <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she drops off uh the lady's body in the woods for the things that we haven't seen yet. Um, that she keeps feeding for Doctor Arden. Um. We bring, we come to our final scene. We're at about an hour into this, and about 25 minutes into the episode, this will be another two-parter. Uh-huh. But this is a very important scene because it's very <laughs> funny. Um, so we're back at Arden's office, and Mary Eunice comes in and is like, oh, 
crazy storm huh what's up um and he's like oh, my little my little lady yeah. mary Eunice, my sweet little lady i love you so much this, uh, yep. what do you what are you doing love this little love this little fella um and she's like you wanna you wanna gobble my snatch? And he's like, <laughs> you wanna, "Hey, uh, nobody's eating my pussy all week. You wanna get down to business?" And he's just like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, whoa, whoa!" Like she gets up on his desk and like just spread eagle. Like mm-hmm. is like, "Get in there, brother!" Like she's not shy about it. She's like, "Get in there!" And it's he's time like, "Time to get your diving certification. <laughs> get in here." <laughs> And, and like we're joking, but that's kind of the same cadence she delivers what she actually says with. Yeah. Um, and she says something equally as stupid, like something about being like I don't know, extra swampy or some shit. I don't yeah, even juicy, remember think, exactly what, what she, she said. Yeah, juicy. Yeah, don't. Oh yeah, um, she's like, <laughs> don't waste it. I'm mad juicy. Yeah. I'm like so. I'm like, yo, I'm like straight up squishy down there right yeah. now. Give me the business. This is not <laughs> really like, much of an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> Arden's like, what the fuck? You got to romance me a little first, sister. He's like, oh, woman's pleasure. Fucking gross, bro. Fucking sick. Get the fuck out of my office. Um, Then he slaps her um, and gets really mad about it. And (laughs) Mary Eunice is like, she has the funniest expression upon returning back from being slapped of just like, damn, I love being nasty. Yeah. Uh, the actress absolutely kills it on this character. Just a lot of like acting wild and then having a split second of being like, oh no, I'm a little funny nun, and then turning to the camera and going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah. I love, I love Mary Eunice. The fucking, uh, the, <laughs> you wanna, you wanna lick my muff? Like, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere. <laughs> just such a primo scene um and uh, arden this is one of like he what's wild is arden in the rest of this episode will say the word whore like 18 times and that's yeah. not an exaggeration in one scene in a span of 10 seconds he says it like six times yep um yeah he doesn't say it in this scene which is wild <laughs> <laughs> what i love is the the escalation that mary eunice does is like she walks in and is like a little seductive up front and then she just kind of like pulls up her like skirt a little bit to show a little bit of ankle and then she's just like ah no he hates this this is too funny and then just is like slinging coochie on the desk <laughs> yeah. just immediate zero to one like as soon as she's like oh he fucking hates it let's go yeah. like really leans into it it is so, which is extra funny because like Arden's not even like one of the church people he's like a nasty little scientist goblin so she's just fucking so with him for fun him be that character yeah like so, it's such a strange choice to have him be the one guy who's like I hate sex <laughs> so i there i'm yeah there's gonna be something later this episode too which like is I'll, I'll say this there's a lot of like ways i think they could have gone plot wise with it and especially watching this show airing like i had like friends who were into it we were all had theories about arden and why he's like this and stuff and it's so unsatisfying you know, it's like, it's just so bad. Like, it's almost, it's really not worth theorizing in a way because it's so, like, 
Like, come on. This was such wasted potential. Because for me, too, like, when I was first watching the show and being charitable, I'm like, this makes sense in a weird way. In that, that like, Arden kind of wants that control over her. He doesn't get it with Mary uh, with uh, Jude, so he's like, I'm kind of, like, control, like, I'm the one in control of, like, tempting this nun and all this stuff. And then when she comes on to him, it's like, hey, 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 this isn't what I liked. Like, this is not well, me, right? <laughs> but from, yeah. like, a really, really simplistic point of view, like, that's not that unbelievable. Like, oh, a dude, like... Is, is lusting after, like, a nun, because, like, we talked about before, like, the fetish for nuns is, like, oh, because they're very chaste yeah, and yeah, very, yeah. like, innocent. Like, it's a, it's a forbidden fruit type thing. Right. Um, and he's, and he's like, into that or whatever. Like, that's not that unbelievable. Sure. That's not an unrealistic characteristic for a person like that to have. Um, you don't even have to give them, like, a wild fucking backstory for that to be a thing. Um but then to like shoehorn that in with all of the other bits about his character, like the yeah. weird serial killer bit, um, mm-hmm. and then the like Frankenstein bit, and the monsters in the woods, and also the people he keeps disappearing, um, and then the aliens, and potentially he has a lot of enemies in the governments of the world. <laughs> um, it's just a lot to put on one character. Um, almost feels like they wanted it to be two characters. But they knew adding a, a like a fifth antagonist would just make this batshit wild. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst part is there's all of these things going on. And spoilers for the rest of this episode and part two of this, you know, podcast episode. Um, the father is just like nowhere in any of this. Right? Yeah, the monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, no, he's, 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 he's at least yeah. not here in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, but like, he's supposed to be like the key character mastermind or whatever, but it has <laughs> rapidly shifted to Mary Eunice running around starting shit between Arden, who's a villain, and Sister Jude, who's also a villain, and Mary Eunice is a villain. And the father is somewhere. And what think I'm wondering is, where's as, the caveman? <laughs> think of him as the Polks. And all of the other antagonists who is are the Lady Polks? From, uh, from uh, C- Roanoke. Oh. No, yeah. no. I mean, saying who is, who oh, is the Polks? Arden? Arden oh, no, no, is no, no, the Polks. Arden. Timothy. Okay. Timothy. The, the, the Monsignor. 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 Timothy, like, who the fuck is Timothy? <laughs> little Timmy? Oh, little Timmy got it. Little Timmy Monsignor. on the ones and twos. <laughs> the Monsignor. Okay, he's the Pokes, but he's also because he's the Lady Gaga in the woods, right? Because he's like secretly I, the orchestrator. No, allegedly. I would say Mary yeah. Eunice is the Mary Lady Gaga. Gaga. One, yeah. I mean, like Mary Eunice is definitely a character I enjoy as much as Lady Gaga in the woods. Well, no, because like Lady Gaga was kind <laughs> of just minding her own business in Roanoke and having a good time. Me, That's what Mary Eunice is doing. Let me, let me tell you the difference True. though between this and Roanoke, right? Because Roanoke did have like a lot of villains. This is a fucking mess. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's. I yeah. think we're like that's gonna be. We're the not big even difference. done yet. We'll get there. Yeah. But we're not even oh, done. We're not yet. even beginning. Roanoke had the decency to like keep the villains separated at least, and like the only through line was like they all kind of did some shit with Lady Gaga in the woods at some point. That was really the only through line between them. But otherwise, they were just like separate villains that happened to be next to each other yeah and think of whereas like, this is like they're all interconnected villains all try all having their own villain goals it's like 
Amoogus, but everyone traitor. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't and like, work. Think mm-hmm. of like Jude as like Lee, where she's like a main character who is um, obviously not a great person, but we are forced to watch her story unfold because she is a huge narrative she's, yeah. part of the story. She's very clearly a villain and and and, um, and an irredeemable one, in my opinion. And you know, hopefully they don't you know stray from that anyway. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's about about the halfway yeah. point of this episode, which means yeah. we'll have to pick up next week um, on the rest of this episode, which is going to go crazy, um, as if Don't it wasn't worry, already. We will, we will pick up with <laughs> little Lady Mary slinging muff next time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <sighs> well, I guess we'll see you all next week. Later, everybody. Bye.